This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things X. I am your host, Dr. Chikaya Ellis Robertson. Through panel discussions, interviews, and commentary with academics, practitioners, and insights professionals, this show is loaded with tidbits and tips on the measurement, practice, and study of experience. Thanks for tuning in. We are here for yet another episode of All Things X. My name is Chikaya Robertson, and I am super geeked to be here with Bianca Pryor of BET. We met about a year ago and immediately clicked, I have to say. You, Bianca, are so super cool. But what's even more impressive is what you bring to the insights industry. As you know, this show is all about experience. I'm excited to talk to you because I get to hear about all the work that you do in influencing how people experience media and entertainment, all things that help us manage while at home during this pandemic. So LinkedIn has totally replaced replaced my Facebook time. So I'm there quite a bit attempting to stay on top of movers and shakers in our industry and beyond to make sure that I'm not operating in a bubble. And I, the last time I saw your profile, I just super loved that description tester of all the things, log lines, talent, pilots, series, plus promos. I am just like, I love that. Um, So tell those listening a little bit about what you do at BET. Sure. So thanks first. Thanks for having me, Chikaya. I'm so excited to be here. So my, my proper title, I'm technically the Vice President of Consumer Insights for Content Optimization and Marketing Strategy here at BET, which is a Viacom CBS company. So very long title, but more affectionately, I'm known as the tester of all the things or a content <laughs> queen. So, so to unpack that a little bit, so my three-person team and I, we test all the stimuli. So it could be a log line, it could be a brand positioning. Maybe it's a talent or celeb, um, a pilot, an entire series, a script even. We're the team responsible for testing that before it goes on air to make sure that there's enough fandom for it before we green light it. Awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. So we work with about upwards of 14 different teams here at BET. So we're servicing the marketing team, the digital team working very closely with scripted and unscripted, even social impact, as well as our BET plus streaming team. So I love it here. You know, one minute I'm focusing on, you know, a focus group for a new show for 2022. Um, Another minute I might be doing a really high stakes social impact project like our team did last year for Black Male Voter. And that was perfect timing because that was run up you know, to the, the presidential election last year. And we actually launched a campaign called Hashtag Reclaim Your Vote. Now that's phenomenal. Um, and what a way to kind of dial in insights and research into the actual presidential election. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because I think people forget that when we're looking at how to influence behavior, it comes from everywhere. And that's why I love experience as a general term because it really is influenced everywhere. So when we were uh, preparing for the talk, 
you shared some really exciting developments that I'm sure our listeners would be interested in. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'd say one of the biggest things my content team has been up to since last year was how do we pull off live events? You know, live events include concerts or festivals um, and similarly tent poles. So that's a, a, a industry term, which basically means an award show. So here at BET, we put on tons of these, you know, throughout the calendar year. So um, tent poles are awards specifically. We do the BET Awards in June. We have Hip Hop Awards in October, Soul Train in November. Then that takes us to the following year, NAACP Image Awards, usually in February. This year it'll be uh, March 27th. And Black Girls Rock, which happens roundabout in June. So as you can imagine, when the pandemic hit last year, we paused as a business. We really had to stop and reevaluate our efforts because normally what we would do they would send my team, the content research team, we would be boots on the ground, we would be doing intercepts, we would be interviewing the folks in the audience, you know, maybe even some of the performers, just to, to get feedback, right? So especially for like a festival or like an experiential event, we're interested in understanding, hey, do you remember that sponsor? Do you recall seeing a sponsor? Um, would you go to that booth again? So again, trying to add value for any type of brand sponsorships that are at these festivals or lives. So that meant that our, our traditional boots to the ground research approach, we had to put that off the table entirely. And that meant that the best we could do, especially for BET awards, was do a post-event survey. So interview anybody who had actually watched the event. But what we were missing, Shakaya, was that in the moment reaction mm. from our fans. Mm. So that presented a bit of a, a blind spot for us on a research front. I mean, as you can imagine, like on the production side, there were all these impl implications, like how do you create a COVID safe set? Um, how do you shoot, you know, what typically multiple people are engaging with one another is even something like, you know, giving someone their award, we couldn't do that, right? Mm. So we had to reimagine you know, everything from production to how we did research. Um, but I think we pulled off a great BET Awards show last year. Um, we had Amanda Seals as our host. And she, you know, basically, you know, hosted and presented in front of a green screen. And what was yeah. cool, I think the beauty of her presenting, you know, or hosting by herself was that she could have multiple outfit changes. So <laughs> we got to see Amanda and eight different amazing fierce outfits. So that was really, really fun. Um, and even if you recall Meg Thee Stallion when she performed, um, she ended up winning um, Best Female Hip Hop Artist. She did a beautiful set in the middle of Las Vegas. And that set was amazing, but all her dancers had these masks that kind of were stylized into their outfit. Mm. And Meg just, she killed it. It was amazing. So. Yeah, so things like that, we had to really reimagine and get creative, but we pulled it off. Well, I'll tell you, it definitely takes some agility, right, in this day and age to try to figure out not only, you know, how the show must go on, but also, you know, how do you pivot your research method and how do you really get, like you said, that real uh, feedback real time? And I know that that's a challenge not only for, you know, your traditional market research, but, you know, corporate research that's really trying to help folks figure out, you know, how to help their clients do this. So that's another reason why I thought, wow, this is, <clears throat> this is fantastic. And 
and how you were able to um, pivot effectively and still get a really accurate gauge on how people are receiving your content. So again, that's why you're the VP over there. (laughs) And that's why you're so awesome. So in thinking about um, pivoting roles and how you have to, you know, change the way you do research to ultimately dial up the same, um, you know, outcome, which is what is the impact? What do we do again next year? And how do we have to think about um, getting that rich feedback that you just can't get from an intercept? So what's really changed over the last year? Yeah, I'd say the one of the biggest things is just, as I had shared, was pivoting our, our traditional research practices. So, mm-hmm. you know, what typically would be done on the ground or, you know, even some of like our qual focus groups or IDIs, that all had to change and go to virtual. We just could not put our fans and participants in, mm-hmm. at that level of risk. So we overhauled all of that. You know, in fact, I was running a big scale project on black male voter in March of last year. Mm-hmm. And we had to move all of that to, to virtual and it turned out um, fantastic. You know, we really got the insights that we needed. Um, to the end that I was talking about BET wards where we only could do a post-event survey, it forced me that summer to think about, is there a vendor or a partner out there that could, you know, help us supply a point of view in the moment? So actually we readied up in uh, September ahead of the hip hop awards. I found a vendor hmm. and was really excited about them and they do an in the moment approach. So typically it's almost like, you know, typically it's for a new product development, but the, the methodology allowed for it to serve really well for an award show viewing. So basically we have um, the participants set up their laptop or their desktop and their cell phone while they would be watching the hip hop awards. Mm. So it was great. We, so from that, you know, we were able to get some really great insights in the moment. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback that was interesting was the relationship between audio and comedic punchline. So you gotta have your audio right. So your viewers can follow and really catch the comedic punchline. So that was a huge insight for us. I'd say the second thing um, is social impact work. So my team, like legit, you know, when when things hit in March, we became a, a content team, a content research team, but also a social impact research team. So we started rolling out a, a weekly trended report on COVID, COVID-19, and trying to get insights on how did that impact the Black community with regard to employment, with regard to family dynamics, with healthcare. So really digging deep and supplying this report to our partners. And um, other social impact work we did was on Black male voter, which you've heard me share. And then lastly, police brutality work. So you know, immediately after the um, tragic mur- murder of George Floyd, we did some ANU or attitude and usage, you know, point of view in the Black community on how should brands show up? You know, what is what does support look like? And really unpacking that conversation from a Black point of view. Wow. I don't even know. <laughs> like, you're talking about the queen of content. This is You're the queen of pivot, right? So you mentioned risk. Um, as researchers, we've never really had to think about that in the context of keeping our, you know, our folks safe, the people that we're not only sending out to understand, but also the people that are, you know, out there to be understood. So, I mean, I love the fact that you even considered that, you know, 
found a way to uh, address, you know, whatever the COVID restrictions are in that um, in that locale. So it's interesting that you've been able to to navigate that because, you know, you can't not collect the data. Right. So how do you collect that data in a manner that is safe, but also impactful exactly. and it's, it's, it's tuned in. So I love that. And, and something else that I'm learning, I learn something every time I talk to you, uh, Bianca. So <laughs> You got this audio versus punchline. I mean, imagine the synergies and alignment that you have to have right to get that right. Um, I never, I, you know, I, I would never have thought because I'm not in that area, but I think that just being good enough to know where you have to start thinking differently is where insights professionals really excel. And I know you excel in that because I've seen you in action. Um, and then the one last thing I'll note before we go to the next question, because I just I find this so fascinating, is the attitude and usage. I would imagine that anything before 2020 is almost obsolete. You know, there used to be a cycle where, you know, research might last 18 months. I've heard as, as little as six months before you have to really go out and redo. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder, you know, in your experience, <clears throat> have you seen any sort of kind of enduring pattern with these ANU studies in terms of, you talk about how brands show up. Do we even have a handle like on what I think the black community, because this is where you're focused, what they're thinking. Does it, does it change monthly now? I mean, because it seems like there's something going on every month that's going to, you know, kind of change how we, black people, black, you know, people experience in the world as black people. How, mm -hmm. what, what are, how do brands even, consider or start thinking about how to keep up with that. Absolutely. I would say as much as possible, if you have the resources to track this information and intelligence, yeah. you know, within your target audience or specifically within the Black community, invest in it, do it. Um, it's never too late. I'd say, you know, the kind of cadence last year felt like we were doing for the COVID piece of research something weekly. Um, I would say that, you know, by Q3, Q4, I or rather Q4, I would say maybe once a month is plenty. I think as we kind of roll into Q, or excuse me, 2021, I'd say maybe once every quarter, uh -huh. you know, maybe we'll see the data patterns change. But, you know, I think the big insight for us is in the Black community, they just wanted brands to have a point of view, speak uh -huh. up, have a point of view, and be authentic. I couldn't, I could not echo that more because I think what we're hearing <clears throat> more and more in this space is that, well, say something, you know, I would even be happy if you say you don't know what to say um, and then get on a journey. So I can, I can really appreciate that. That's so right. thank you for allowing me to dip off a little bit outside of <laughs> where we plan Bianca, but um, I think it's so important. And when we're having this discussion, I think we have to talk about that. You know, we have to talk about what really matters and, you know, help, I think our clients and the listeners with, you know, what matters um, and how we can do that better in research. So thinking about that, do you see any interesting patterns um, in how people are experiencing your content? I mean, we talked about patterns of, you know, how often we should listen, but do you see any patterns in how people are experiencing your content? Yeah, I'd say specifically in the media industry. So I'll kind of start broad here. I think that there's a desire for more escapism to really mm. just offset the everyday harsh realities, you know, whether um, you are a, a, a Black consumer or not. I think mm -hmm. that we're all experiencing very harsh realities. You know, last year was a 
tumultuous year, census year, presidential election, pandemic, racial reckoning, there are a lot of forces and dynamics coming at us as individuals and as a collective. Um, so as it kind of weaves down into like, well, well, what do people then, you know, crave and desire from a content standpoint? They want more comedy. They want more fantasy. They want shows that are automatically transporting them into like a relaxed and comforting mood state that you know does not have the heavily politicized energy that sometimes news may have um and honestly you know I think there there is a shift in desire to see more black joy more black power more black respect and you know how do we begin to rewrite you know the narratives and move away from the struggle stories you know and um that is that is there is a strong appetite for that and you know, I think it's something that BET is is rising up, you know, to the call and, and leading that way. I also think that they're certainly, I honor the plenty of other Black content creators out there also kind of reclaiming their power as storytellers and flipping the game. So we got Michaela Cola doing that. Um, some of BET's content creators, Tyler Perry, Lena Waithe, Will Packer, all putting out tremendous stories out there that that are not necessarily struggle stories. Okay, so <clears throat> thank you, number one, um, because when you hear about, when you just, if you just scan the literature on, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, I, I'm not hearing, I, I'm, I'm not hearing, and here's the solution, I'm not hearing, and here's some things we might be able to do differently that's hopeful. So I love the fact that you're moving away from the struggle story, because most people, I, I would admit, and most people would probably look at the pandemic and look at 2020 as if, oh, that was the worst year ever. But you know what? There's some of us who are feeling like, wait, that was my best year ever. Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to sit down, right? To yeah. stay home, to retool and readjust and rethink yeah. what next the next step is. So I applaud you again um, for moving away from the struggle story because while there are a lot of people struggling, I will not minimize that. Mm -hmm. There's also, we have to start to talk about hope. Yes. and moving forward and winning. So I really appreciate that. Yes, yes, my pleasure. So um, get with that, um, mm -hmm. where do you see the future of media going generally? Oh, love this question. <laughs> so definitely we are going to see more streaming. You know, that is the future of consumption. Um, with Disney Plus, you know, launching last year, mm. then we have Paramount Plus launching last, oh, excuse me, last week. Mm. And just so many, you know, new streaming flat platforms coming on the rise, you know, that is going to be where it's at. Now on a content level, so we've talked about platforms in terms of like genres and content, I think more fantasy, you know, more animation, mm. more documentaries. And mm -hmm. again, for us, by us. Mm -hmm. um, I also see a, a transition towards discussing of difficult topics. So I think that that does um, come hand in hand with the what you mentioned with healing. Like we got before we heal, we need to discuss difficult topics, but framed in a way that it's not a struggle. Mm -hmm. I think Michaela Colquell does that so well with her series on HBO Max, I May Destroy You. Mm -hmm. She hits on consent and the range of consent and it is it is deep it is heavy but there are moments of comedic relief it is an absolutely beautiful piece of premium scripted content um the last bit you know i think we're going to 
see continued virtual concerts and experiential oh. events. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go away. So yeah. when I, I think back to, uh, it was last May, it was Mother's Day, and it was Jill Scott and Erica Baidu. They did a, a sound classroom versus. It was beautiful, Chicago. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. I just remember I had my wine, I had my music, and I was just like in a zone. And I reflect on that and what I realized what it did different from my nine to five Zoom calls is that it provided what we call the physio pleasure or the sensorial pleasure. So if you think about Mm -hmm. this is a model by um, Jordan and Tiger on four types of pleasure. Mm -hmm. So there's ideal pleasure, which is the intellectual pleasures. There's socio-pleasure, which is a pleasure that comes from social life. There is a psycho-pleasure, which is pleasure, you know, inspired by cognitive load and matching mental models. And then the physio-pleasure, which is sensorial. So when you kind of think about your nine to five and how we're spending it, it's mostly ideo-pleasure, psycho-pleasure, some social socio-pleasure, right? Um, but what is really not hitting on is physio-pleasure. So I believe there's a huge opportunity for brands, for organizations, for individual content creators to show up and continue to super serve consumers some type of sensorial pleasure. Now, that may mean, you know, an evolution of, you know, how we're taking it. So maybe you need to include some virtual reality Mm -hmm. or maybe need to include some augmented reality or mixed reality. But I think what I'm going here with is that, you know, we are all Zoom fatigued. And if there is something that can super serve consumers that physio pleasure from home or from their um, respective locations when not at work, I I think that is the future for sure. Well, okay. I think you just, you just schooled me um, uh, on so many different things. I don't even know where to start. Jeez. You do this every time. I'm like, I need to talk to her one more time. So first of all, Versus killed it. Okay. Jill and Erica are two of my all-time favorite artists. And that was, that, that was revolutionary. It was mind-blowing. It was I mean, it cut through so many things because you're right. We're Zoom fatigue. I don't, yeah. if I have to look at another, you're beautiful. I love looking at you. I'll look at you on Zoom now. But if I got to spend the rest of my days, right, in this platform, I can't imagine what a great way to interject, I think, the sensorial pleasure. I've never heard of that framework. I'm going to look it up and use it somewhere. Um, and, and, and thank you for introducing me to it because... It just, it just reminds us that everybody experiences different, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has to have a different medium um, because there is no one size fits all solution in anything. So mm-hmm. I really love the fact that you kind of broke that down and introduced me to that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. So, Happy to share. So this is, um, you know, we're, we're winding down. I know that everybody's going to be like, can you get her back on again? So <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> I'll look, be there. Look, don't you, don't you threaten me with another good time. <laughs> so, um, we've been talking about a lot. I'd like to narrow it down to some snackable takeaways that might help other insights professionals pivot their methods. What would you offer here? Totally. So three things. One, as an insights practitioner, we always have to be ready to pivot, you know, and I think that 
In order to do that, you have to have your stable of vendor partner relationships ready. So let's kind of back up from that. So in order to do that, you have to take the onus on understanding who's out there, who's innovating, are they doing cool things? You know, I spend a lot of time looking at adjacent spaces like technology mm-hmm. and, you know, tracking, you know, one of my favorite resources is Singularity Hub. I love just understanding the idea of moonshots, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, that inspires me and inspires how I interact with vendors and partners and Hopefully that inspires them to level up, you know, their service to me as a brand. So I would say always be ready to pivot, um, number one. Mm -hmm. Two, the demand for media is evolving real time. So, you know, as I've shared, you know, BET and many other Black content creators, we are in the business of lifting up historically untapped voices and serving content that is for us and by us. So it it is changing just as fast as the insights industry is as well. The third thing is, uh, which was my last, you know, talking point, you know, before this question is the demand for thought leaders and solutions to help with virtual events and social impact. You know, there is a hunger for being able to research for social good, or how do you pull off a virtual event? You know, how do you get measurement behind that? So um, if y'all out there, you know, (laughs) let me know. (laughs) So there is absolutely a demand. Um, for working with partners who can help us think through that. That's phenomenal. Okay, you all heard her. She's out here. Uh, <laughs> so so take her up. We're going to be uh, uh, shouting her out <clears throat> on LinkedIn soon here. So lifting up historically untapped voices. I think when we think about the last year, there is a lot of untapped, right, in our space. There's untapped talent, untapped voices in your in your realm. And I think as 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 we continue to to realize that there is a whole community of untapped everything, that if we start to bring them to the table, I mean, it's just good for everybody. So thank you for even even just reminding me so that I could you know put that PSA out there. On that note, Bianca, I'd like to thank you so much for spending time with me today discussing experience from your lens. I'm super fascinated with your work and your work ethic and your diligence in moving the industry forward in your role and your contributions, right, to the Idea Council. So I'm so proud to serve with you on that. It is you know, given us an opportunity to help uplift the voices that are or have been in the past voiceless. So thank you for that. I'm so proud uh, to even, you know, to be with you in that space. And again, I know you were recently voted onto the board of the Insights Association. So I want to again recognize that tremendous opportunity and know that you will represent and serve everyone well. Um, You know, as we focus on you know, talent and and voices that aren't being elevated. I know that your focus is on, you know, just generally, how do we elevate everyone so that there's good in everyone? So I know that that's really something that you believe in. So as we leave and as we round this out, are there any final words that you would like to share with the audience before we close out? Of course, yes. I'd say the My final remarks would be, you know, the insights world is evolving, you know, just as rapidly as the media landscape. So I'd say to that end, keep being curious, right? So part of curiosity in the insights world is keep trying new methodologies. Don't be afraid of new things. Keep reading, watching, listening, new things. So absorbing that that new fresh content and for your mind. 
um, to stay inspired. Uh, feel, I'd say also follow, you know, adjacent spaces like technology. You know, I think that'll give you a good pulse on what's happening or what's to come in other spaces. So stay ready. It will, all, it will position you very well. Um, and it's been a pleasure being on this podcast, Shakaya. So feel free to find me on LinkedIn too if you want to contact, connect. That is fantastic. That's B-I-A-N-C-A-P-R-Y-O-R. And thank you again. And I will be looking forward to every subsequent exchange that we have. Thank you so much, Bianca. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things X. Please subscribe and share. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Chakaya Ellis-Robertson. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.